thanks for listening to Mindfulness for the Modern Family podcast, where we dive deep into all things parenting and family. We talk about what mindfulness means within the family dynamic and how self-care is crucial, not only for ourselves, but for those we love. I'm your host, Shayla Peary. As a guided meditation teacher, mindful parenting has always been, well, top of mind for me as I raise my daughter. I'm curious to know what others have experienced and what we can learn from each other and our kids. You can find more episodes at shaylapiri.ca or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Today, I'm happy to welcome Ben and Ashley Sorokis. Ashley and Ben, thank you so much to both of you for being on the show. How are you guys doing today? We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. I'm living the dream. We never get home. to see each other during the day because we're working <laughs> in the same house, yep. but he's in his studio. I'm always yes. in the front of the house. So this is nice. Look. A nice yep. little... It's a date. You can call it a date. It is. It is, <laughs> it is like a date date. Look at that. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So your son, Alex, um, you've had quite a journey with him so far. Maybe we can start things off um, by uh, you letting us know what that's been like. Um, how old is Alex now? And give us your backstory. So, yeah. So our son is 10 years old. His name is Alex, spelled A-L-E-K-S. Polish is way. that very just like you need to put that in there? I okay. Think so. <laughs> I think it's important. Um, yeah, and when when he was born, we went through a little bit of a uh, interesting time for sure. So I think you know most people you get excited to go down to the hospital and have your bouncing baby boy, and then you have all your plans to take him home, and you already have things kind of planned out. But for us, it was a, a definitely a turn. So. So he had some health problems when he was born that required us to take him to the hospital. And mm. I don't know how much detail you want to get into with that, but long story short, we were in the hospital for 129 days from the moment he was born. Wow. And we were living at the Ronald McDonald's house. Shout out yeah. to RMH. Yeah. Shout out to RMH for saving yeah. our sanity. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I mean, he's doing wonderfully. You would never know to this yep. day. In fact, I think we forget about the situation all the time and you see him with his shirt off and he has a little scar on his back. It's like fully, I mean, when you bring a baby (laughs) home and this was, I think the interesting part is when we did bring him home, he was four and a half months and Mm -hmm. he had a colostomy bag. So like our set of, like you have a baby that's starting to crawl with a colostomy bag on their abdomen. So there was times like we had to wrap him in a tensor band because like he split <laughs> off. He gets like he's yeah. he's a, yep. he was a very you know curious as babies are. And Absolutely. So like you know we just it's funny because when we were in the hospital, I mean I think humor is a way that we sometimes deal with things, and so we yeah. always used to joke that we didn't have the wireless model yet because he was hooked up to IV the whole time <laughs> we had ever had him. Yeah. Like, he was always Aww. on yep. IV, and so, like, our joke was the yeah, first day we wireless. got to, yeah, so we got to take him home as, like, a day, actually, <laughs> the first the first time we left the hospital with him, we were allowed to take him out for a few hours, and it was Super Bowl Sunday, and Ben is a huge NFL fan. Like, right like watches it year round. Yeah. And um so we got to take Alex to his sister's house to watch the Super Bowl. And that was like the first day that we had this wireless model of this, <laughs> of this baby and it felt so strange honestly uh. to just like pick him up and not worry 
that he had all the, you know, Stuff heart monitor and, and, you know, IV and, you know, make sure you don't pull it out. And yeah, so yeah. It, was, it just was like a different set of, it's a definitely a different learning curve as first time parents. I mean, you know, it's not going to be easy, but you really don't expect it to be what we had. So Absolutely. And did you have any insight into what was happening with Alex when you were pregnant with him, Ashley, or was it just a complete ambulance? I had some health issues. So I had um, cholestasis of the liver during pregnancy, which is pretty rare, and mm -hmm. doctors don't know what it's caused by. They're, they're literally like, we don't know. Okay. And so I had that develop, and we didn't think anything of it, but because I had that, I was having regular, like, weekly in-depth ultrasounds. They were doing all of the, like, here's the organs, here's the, you know, stomach, here's the kidneys. Mm -hmm. Like, they were showing us all of that. So, like, I had a lot of monitoring that a regular pregnant woman right. would not have. And right. even with all of that, there was no indication that anything was wrong. It was literally wow. a complete surprise. Wow. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but, like, I have anxiety and had anxiety. Mm -hmm. my, my pregnancy wasn't great. I felt sick the whole time. Yeah, um, I can relate to I that. I don't do very well with to ask Ben when I <laughs> when I feel nauseous. I'm like, with oh my god! <laughs> it's, well with listen, <laughs> it's just I'm not the best sick person oh, no. unless I feel completely healthy. It's just not an optimal attitude. Yeah, it's just yeah. Not. yeah. And um, so when the day he actually ended up being born, like there were no indications that anything was wrong other than. I, my anxiety was like through the roof and I was like, oh. something's wrong. Like, okay. Something's wrong. That mother's intuition. Like, yeah. I wasn't bleeding. I wasn't like, nothing was going on to give any yeah. indication, but sure enough, we went into the hospital because um, we were working with a midwife joint with the OBGYN and you know, they, they put on the heart monitors like, yeah, his heart rate is pretty high like this. Let's keep you for another hour and like, okay. let's test it again. And then let's keep you for another hour and then let's keep you for another hour. And then it was like, we're going to induce you. So like it, it went from zero to 100 very wow. quickly, yeah, very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. And, and, and yeah. people mm -hmm. are probably wondering, I maybe should have explained really yeah. quickly, but basically the simple version of what happened is that mm -hmm. a, a section of his intestine died while he was inside of Ashley and so wow. when he came out and his body was getting kicking into using his intestine it, mm -hmm. his body detected that there was a problem and and so then he got a big bruise on his belly so it started forming right away and the oh my gosh was wrong and yeah. so yeah within you know within six hours he had surgery yeah well I mean within okay. an hour they already said we're taking him to London yeah. and then within three hours we were going up to 401 and then Ben was. I had had a C-section, so I was then, uh, stuck in chat. Oh, my I God. The, I follow the ambulance in my car, and I walk in, and they're already sitting at a table, like a boardroom table with a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. Saying, hey. This is know, happening. Sign yeah, this. sign this. This is happening. And then yeah. a few hours, he was out. Oh, I can't even imagine what must have been running through your mind. You're just in a flight or fight mode at that point. Yeah, and it's so and, weird. Like, we had totally different experiences because, like, he's an hour and a half away yeah. with our baby, and I'm an hour and a half away and, like, had just gone through major surgery. And <laughs> yeah. I actually had to be put out because my epidural wore off in the middle <sighs> of my C-section. So I had to be put out, and so I was very out of it. Like, I don't. I don't know how much time That's passed. probably like a good thing. My sense of time yeah. was very skewed that day, but I do yeah. remember getting the call and like they needed my 
consent approval. as well. So they had the phone, yeah. and, and I was like, okay, you know, like, okay. Wow. Oh. Like, it was yeah, just. Yeah, no time so to ask questions, really. I no. mean, and that's yeah. nothing against them, but there just wasn't time. Like, yeah. I could sense that any question, I felt like I should ask questions as, like, a good, responsible parent, you know? Yes. You're like, oh, what? And, and you could tell they were looking at me saying, like, come on. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And, and I realized, and I think I said to Ashley on the phone, like, I don't think we have time to talk about this. No. Right. We just have it was basically an emergency surgery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... It was an emergency C-section <laughs> followed by an emergency surgery. Followed. Yeah. It was, it was oh. all very quick when it happened and I yeah I had an emergency of course it's you know I was just gonna say I had an emergency c-section with Ella and it was so traumatic and thankfully everything ended up okay but I had one of those we had it was such a weird experience because I had a very um adverse reaction to the epidural for the Mm -hmm. c-section and um then Ella didn't cry forever yeah. and ever and I was just like what is wrong yeah you're, what's you're, happening yeah immediately you go to the worst case scenario and it's funny because they had warned us with Alex because they they were like we're gonna induce you we're gonna break your water and I was gonna give birth naturally because there's no indication that anything else was wrong and so right. I broke my water and there was a lot of meconium they said and then the c-section had to happen it was um apparently like the baby can you know, breathe in the meconium and that can lead to a bacterial infection. So they did say, you know, oh. you might not cry. There might be issues with breathing. So there was a whole team already there expecting there wow. was going to be an issue. But like he came out as far as I remember, he cried right away. Not right away, but within, I don't know how long. Was Again, baby. I don't know. I was totally, but I know he cried. I know I, re- yeah. I remember hearing yeah. him cry. So yeah. like that was, I was just like, okay, like must be okay because like right. he cried and then I got put under. So I don't remember. It's funny. I don't remember hardly anything of that day, but I do remember meeting Alex the first time. Oh, that's good. I do good. distinctly like that, that broke through the drug induced right. haze because I don't like, apparently I was talking to my mom. I was talking to my doula. I don't remember. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, at least you have that special memory. Yeah. So like, I remember <laughs> meeting him. I remember he started uh, crying, you know, I'll tear up. He, he started crying when he heard my voice because he was under an oxygen hood. Uh, and so I couldn't actually hold him. And then when I came up and I talked to him and yeah. he started crying and I was like, you know, I'm going to cry. I know. Oh <laughs> it's wow. these little things like I don't think about, except when you go to like your darkest places someday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you'll have a little cry about it. And even 10 years later, like it's still, Oh, wow. It's Very still emotional. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but. the stress level of dealing with that. Ben, how many days did you say again that you were at? Oh, Ronald 129. Yeah, 129. Yeah. How did you cope? I think it was 129 cope? days that we till he came home and I think yeah. he got into Ronald McDonald house after a couple of weeks. Well, because, that's three um, weeks we lived at yeah. his sister's house. For the first couple of weeks, we yeah. tried to do the whole, like, you know, we're fortunate. We have family nearby. Yeah. We don't need to take we a We don't need from, help. Don't <laughs> yeah, need <to> take, right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need yeah. help. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we don't need to take a bed from somebody who really needs yeah. it. And then, and then you just get worn down so fast. And, yeah. you know, wow. getting a call from the hospital saying, can you be here to talk to the doctor in, like, three minutes? And you're 15 minutes drive. Yeah. And yeah. Then you realize you you missed the doctor for that day. Oh my gosh. Now yeah. You don't get to talk to them anymore. So then, yeah. then the social worker there said like, "Hey, you guys sh- should really consider this." And when we talked about the whole like, "Oh no, we have family," they they were like nonsense. Like, like moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what seems like the right thing like, at the yeah. time. 
and it's right yeah. across the street like it's it, I mean there's a road that goes around the campus in London um, yeah. separating the Ronald McDonald House from the actual hospital but it's your what a hundred steps lot, like yeah. you're a hundred steps from the front door like it's so that's amazing lovely and especially because we were going into the winter months in anyone who's lived in London Ontario knows that once you hit winter it can be a little dicey with driving uh, and a lot yeah. more snow than we yeah. get um and so it was nice not having to worry about the weather not having to worry like Ben went back to work after wow. lunch which was really hard I, I think harder on him honestly like yeah. him just being I don't know like, I, in hindsight I I, I just think of how ridiculous it was that I bent to their suggestion that I needed to be back at work. Oh, wow. In hindsight, I go like, man, I should have told them to where to go. You know? <laughs> right. Because what were they going to do? Were they going to fire a father whose son was in the hospital because, you know, like, no, uh, but I felt maybe. the pressure to get back to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I was you say felt they that pressure. Have. They yeah, might I don't have. Think so. I don't well, think yeah. who knows what would have happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. I have no regrets, but. At the same time, you look back and you say, like, yeah, that was an interesting decision, like, trying to toe both lines. and uh, yeah. yeah. He was able well, to do four days at work and then spend three yeah, days and come down with us. And I think that's how it And we knew exactly it. how long. It was an hour and ten minutes from our doorstep to the Ronald McDonald yes. House. Like, we yeah. were very, like, and obviously we were in communication the whole time, but, yeah, it just, yeah. When you're in such a stressful situation, it's really hard to see the big picture sometimes, yeah. right? And you're just doing the best that you can do within that, within that moment. So, and honestly, so most yeah. of the day was just sitting there, like you know, you'd go yeah, to the hospital yeah. for eight, ten hours, and just sit. And it's like when he's sleeping, it's like, like, honey, like, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, like, like you might as well go back Be, to work. Like, it, exactly. I wasn't angry. I was, like, I don't even. I, I was just like, yeah, like, it's yeah. work. Yeah, well, and we didn't know if he was going to get out next week and right. next month. So you're like, well, we have to get things prepared for yeah. for what's going to happen if he comes home. We didn't know if he was going to come home attached to equipment. If he was oh wow, yeah. So you you just didn't you didn't know. So you're just playing every day fast. And yeah. It's like what's what's today? <laughs> what else going to happen do? today? <laughs> yeah. What new thing? And then you realize, oh. you know, the doctors don't always know ex with babies that small. Sometimes they're like. We're just gonna try something and see how it goes. And you're like, pardon? Like, aren't you wow. supposed to? And they're just like, well, we've never done this. Or the nurses, we've never done this before. And you're like, okay, That's not something I want to hear around <laughs> no. my one month old. Like, no. I don't. Like, I also don't know what I'm doing. But it's because I've never cared for a human before. Like, yeah. oh. so there's so a lot. Yeah. What did you guys do? Um, you know, those sound like really long, <laughs> hard days. Like, what did you do for yourselves? during those days if anything were you able to do anything like how did you stay sane we you know what i i don't uh, yeah you didn't even think about it you just, yeah you went for a walk around the hospital that was a big that was like, like ben a, would go down and get myself. tim hortons i'm gonna wow. treat myself and go get a bagel like it was literally oh, like that wow. was that was or i'm just gonna go outside for a quick walk it's like yeah the littlest things because you were afraid to be too far away. Yes. You were oh, yeah. terrified. Like you were, I was terrified. Remember? So for, I remember when you live at the Ronald McDonald house, if you're sick as the person staying there, you have to leave because there's other people, there's children oh. fighting cancer. Like you yes. can't have a cold. Yes. And, and if be you there. get sick, you have to leave. Yeah. So I ended up getting the flu. I was still pumping. So I was pumping all of this because like Alex, we had to measure how much fluid went in so I wasn't allowed to breastfeed 
but it was really important to me that I breastfeed. So I pumped and it was like every three hours pumping. Um, and Mm -hmm. I had to go home. Like I had to go home to Chatham and oh my, it, I cried the whole drive home because I can imagine. So I was, I was so devastated. I felt like the worst mother. I mean, I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So I went home. Um, thankfully all my girlfriends, they came over there like, let's have a movie night. Yeah. Like we'll come over. Like, what do you need? It was really nice. It was nice having a, like our community really stepped up like people it's came over and an amazing community like they oh. it was awesome yeah um so I remember that but mind you that was when I stopped I had to decide to stop pumping so like that for me was a huge decision for self-care it came down to like my sanity or pumping yes and we and it was like a big deal that I was going to stop pumping because like again I was in the holistic health world I had this whole vision of like he's going to be exclusively breastfed like when I found our our birth plan when we moved when we came home because we had a folder we went into the hospital with like this birth plan (laughs) yeah nothing (laughs) nothing nothing like the complete opposite and so like you know we had to do formula we had like it just everything that we thought it was going to be I remember doing that I remember so I turned 30 when Alex yeah. was in the hospital and we had a birthday party. We had a dinner at a restaurant, like super close to the hospital. Like I was like, we are not going outside of this perimeter. Like I am going to be within 10 minutes driving of yeah. Alex. Right. And we went to dinner and that was nice. We had friends come up from Chatham. We had my 30th birthday dinner. Yeah. That seems like forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to do the math like, on that. That was like, yeah, that was, you know, that was like, we weren't going to not celebrate. We'd celebrated Christmas as well. That was a big decision that we went home for like a half a day or a day. Yeah. I think we stayed wow. overnight in Chatham Christmas Eve and we didn't stay at the hospital with him because we wanted to see our family. Like we hadn't seen anyone. My dad yeah. was also in the hospital at the same time. So like oh my, my parents God. had hardly been up to see like... We wanted yeah. to see people. And you wanted a little bit home. of normalcy. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we went home. Like, there were these little things, but, like, I don't know if you could call it self-care because I personally was so racked with guilt. Like, yeah. any time we were away from him. Absolutely. I was you, with guilt. You but, would be. Yeah, you absolutely. To, like, sleep. Like, what are you going yeah, to do? Not to, sleep? Like, we're you're to not take care of yourself, right? Him for yeah. four and a half months. Yeah. So like every yeah, your own your own health, your own sanity has to take a, a part in all of this somehow. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds so you call it self care. <laughs> no, just surviving. It was just, just surviving. Surviving. Preservation. Preservation. Yeah. So when did when would you say after Alex came home? How long was it before you felt like safe? Like, whew, okay, we're okay here. He's okay. Or has that ever years? Yeah. I don't know. I, I actually. For me, I, what I remember is because of all the stuff we went through the, at the hospital, I almost felt like we were like pros when we got home to a certain degree, like doing all these things that most parents don't even have to do that it was almost strange when we got home because yeah. you felt like I got this to a certain extent because you'd been so yeah. invested in taking care of them. It's like, oh yeah, putting them in a crib and sitting them down for the night, that's nothing. Like I've been changing yeah. colostomy bags and I've been monitoring heart monitors wow. and all this stuff. Yeah. So we had to trust the doctors that that everything was good. So you had yeah. to put your trust in. But the actual mechanics of taking care of them was almost like a relief for me from what we went through at the hospital. Mm. So it was a different 
definitely a very for different you, experience. For me, I was, I, I mean, again, I have anxiety. I tend to worry anyways. I'll worry yeah. about like the simplest thing, like because yes. it's this overblown worry in my head. So for me, I honestly think it was years before I felt like I could actually collect, like, like not worry that he, something major was going to happen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like it was because there was this whole transition we had to go through where we had to monitor everything. And it was like every night we like we had a whole little routine. So we had his bath. We weighed him because, again, it was we had to balance from the food and IV side. Every ounce of liquid going out that he was peeing out had to be balanced with his IV going in. So every night we had to bathe him. He had to be weighed every night. We had to weigh every single diaper that he ever changed. So it was, oh. it was remember, it was a game. Like we would, he would have a diaper. Yes. You'd be like, this <laughs> one's 85 grams. And usually we were within five grams. Like it's, it's weird what your brain You're does slipping, to cope. Honestly, it, and so like when we came home, there was none of that. And I was terrified that if there was something wrong, I didn't have the tools to see if there was something wrong. Yeah, because that would me, be terrifying. That would be it, terrifying. It, for me, it was. It was just so different, and I relied on a lot. Like, I could tell by looking at his heart rate in the morning when I went in before he had even woken up. I could tell if he was awake or asleep by looking at his heart rate monitor when you passed the nurse's station. You knew which one was his, and he'd be like, oh, uh, up already. Okay. And so, like, I picked up on the fact that he had an infection that the doctors couldn't pick up on because he was sleeping, but his heart rate was high. I was like, he's got an infection. Oh my and they were God. like, what do you mean? And it didn't show up until like 24 hours later. But they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, well, wow. his heart rate was high. And that's what happened last time. His heart rate spiked. And they were just like, okay. Like, they really were oh. like, this is weird. So, like, for me, it was a safety zone having yeah. all the monitoring. And yes. when he took that away, I was like, well, how am I supposed to know if he's dehydrated? They're like, you look at him. And I was like, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I didn't. Like, how but do you look, know? Is he smiling? Is he drooling? Yeah. Is he yeah. smiling? Is he drooling? The old-fashioned way. He's fine. Yeah. Like, in, like oh all gosh. those things, we had numbers and, and yeah. measurements to, like, know yeah. if he's okay. That It just became our world. And so when that was taken away, it was a whole shift for me, yeah. at least. So, Ashley. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's get into the piece about around your anxiety, and you've been really public about it in the past, which has been wonderful for so many people to know. So many moms, you know, that you're not alone. I've had anxiety myself um, in the past, and I've incorporated different techniques to to cope uh, over the years. Um, but but really, how do you deal with anxiety and the situation that you're in with your with your baby that you've just brought home? Well, it's funny because it didn't show up. So I was like anxious my whole pregnancy because I felt sick. And whenever I feel sick, I feel anxious. And mm-hmm. then the minute they were like, like the whole day I was a wreck when we, when we actually had him. And then as yeah. soon as they were like, we're going to break your water, like this is happening today. I was like, all right, get like, we're going to do it. Like anxiety gone. I was in like action mode. Yeah. And so I honestly think I was in that mode for the whole first year that he was born. Because you just, you there's no room for you to be anxious when you're yes. in it. And you're, you know, paying attention to everything acutely around you. Mm-hmm. It was when he turned a year that my anxiety, like, full blow, like, got, it was so out of control. Like, it was okay. bad. Like, I was hyperventilating in the shower. I was just having panic attacks. Like, it just, there was no rhyme or reason to what would trigger it. It was just 
all day, every day. It was just like one big panic attack. It was. And was it good. like post-traumatic stress disorder? I was like, kind of like diagnosed with that. I mean, right. I went to a counselor at the time. And of course, and like logically, I'm like, I understand that what we went through was a traumatic experience. But mm-hmm. when the anxiety would happen, it was like I was having like an out-of-body experience. And I would watch myself having this like very physical reaction. But like I couldn't turn it off because right. it wasn't. I wasn't aware of a thought that was triggering it or anything. It was literally just my body was, I think, so burnt out yes. that it was just stuck in fight or flight, like just yep. the whole time. So yep. I went on medication for a little bit. That did help. But again, being in the holistic health world, it was yeah. like, I'm a failure if I take medication. So <laughs> I need to find a natural solution yeah. for this medication. So went off of that, was using essential oils. It was okay for a bit. I mean, it was not overtaking our life maybe on a scale of like five out of ten for a few years it was still there it was still a factor I okay think. and oh, Ben yeah. could speak to this like yeah I'm not a nice person when I'm anxious because I'm like trying to control everything and I'm trying to control the anxiety and I'm trying to be this normal person yeah but like he can tell that I'm not doing well it goes in right. cycles so it would be like for the next three weeks I'm going to spend a lot of time out in the garage playing drums, you know. It was like that kind of thing. It was like, uh, the cycle's starting again. Yeah, because I'd, like, be mean to Ben about stupid things. Like, it would be like, you left this thing out on the counter, but, like, that's just the thing that I would get upset about. But it's, like, all of the other stuff building to that moment where he, like, left his sock on the floor or something. Like, just something stupid and not even relevant to any of it. But that's just who I felt safe taking out my rage. And yeah, you always, always the person you're closest to, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, so how did you finally, how did you move out and past all of, honestly, all of that? Honestly, it was coming to terms with the fact that th- I'm not a failure if I take medication. And okay. I'm on medication. And it is, which I went off of it for many years, like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And then again, the anxiety and panic got so out of control again that the last option, and I had tried many different things um the last option was to go on medication again and mm-hmm. for me it works really well like okay. yes, there are a few side effects but for me I'm one of those people that like thankfully medication works really well for my anxiety because I know a lot of other people medication doesn't work well for them okay so, like, well that's amazing solution so I mean I've now changed my mindset around that like I'm not a failure thank god I can go to the grocery store like for years going to the grocery store for me was like a daily like I had to psych myself up the yeah. whole day revolved around when do I go I would get an upset stomach when I, when I was anxious so it would be like hey I can't be starving because then the blood sugar triggers it I can't be full because then I feel like I'm gonna throw up so like I have oh to go two third like it was a whole thing and like now I'm like oh my god I just like go to the grocery just store go to the grocery store like this is Footloose and fancy free. That's like, beautiful. These little things are like, I'm not trying to be a world entertainer here. I'm <laughs> just, just trying like, to go get groceries. Go to a I restaurant. Don't even care. I'm yeah. going to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I do. And sometimes I do like this. <laughs> I, swear to I, was, I honestly think I was pretty much agoraphobic for. Yeah. A, probably. Like, I would say I was getting close. Like, I just did not want to leave the house because. Yeah. When I uh, first met you, and I'm not sure how, I don't think I was really talking about it when I, back then, but I had just been through an extremely difficult situation. A relationship I was in had ended and I had just moved to Chatham and I like uprooted my life with Ella and moved to Chatham uh, with this person and it ended and Ella was 
four, I believe. And um, I had, I would call it a little nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, and I don't even know how little it was because I didn't seek help. Um, but I couldn't function. I couldn't work. I cried all day, pulled myself together, went and got Ella. But I experienced that as well. Like, I didn't want to leave the house. I couldn't leave the house. Like, that was couldn't... your big outing for the day was going and getting her from school. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing with and me. Like, pulling it together yeah. for a few minutes. Big and then sunglasses <laughs> on. Big sunglasses on to hide the crying. On. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm laughing, but it's so not funny. But, yeah, the stigma and fear that I felt around seeking help about what I was going through. I look back on it and I'm, I just, I don't really understand my thought process, but I wasn't thinking. So Ben, um, back to what was going on with you and Ashley, uh, during those days, you know, you've got Alex and his health issues and Ashley and the anxiety that she, you know, she's trying to cope with and deal with. And, um, you know, those, those coping mechanisms that Ashley was putting in place for herself, it sounds like they were sort of difficult to deal the with, right? The so Ben, you talked about like drumming in the garage. Is there anything else that you would do? I've always been the type of person that I don't like. I don't take a lot of time to think about what I'm doing. I just it's all sort of natural the way I cope with things, and that annoys people sometimes. They say, "Okay, it's so annoying they say how like, well geez, man, how well, you're so well adjusted, or whatever." But the thing is, is this is why we're married. So you kind right. of, I, I kind of boil it down to like. A great example would be some people reach out to people to ask for help and they say, you know, here's my situation. Tell me what I should do. I'm the exact opposite. I talk to people and I get my thoughts out of my mind and mm. then I use that. I use the result of that conversation to make my own mind up about what I want to do. Right. So it's a little different, like based on people's reactions to what you're saying, it's like, oh, am I being too much? Is Ashley being too much? And Got it. Am I being a good husband or am I not being a good husband? And and then I, I like, yeah, they might give me advice on what I should do, but it's kind of like, no, I like I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do based on what the results. So for me, mindfulness mm -hmm. was just, honestly, it was talking to friends. It was like, not holding it in, talking to people about what was going on, talking to Ashley about it was kind of pointless at the time because the way that I have to work through mm. this stuff is not a nice way to have a conversation with your wife. Right. Like I need to bitch to somebody about it a little bit. I need yeah. to I have need an outlet, to, which I think we all do, right? Yeah, yeah I absolutely. need to tell my side. I need to yeah. have them listen and whatever. And then I need to listen to myself and say, like, what do I sound like when I'm saying this stuff? Wow, that's pretty selfish. self, that's really self-aware. That's pretty it's, impressive. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I, I have two very different parents and, you know, I don't know. I, I've thought about that a lot. But uh, anyways, so during the time. This is the first time I'm hearing about this process, by oh. the way. Like, oh, really? Like, because he doesn't it's do not it like around super me. Conscious, but he doesn't, right. yeah. I right. realized, like, anytime I needed to center myself, it was one of two things. Either I'd go for a drive and I'd think. Yep. Or I would meet up with a friend over usually a beer or something like that and just like mm -hmm. have a chat and then afterwards have the opportunity to like think about what I needed to do do I need to like toughen up and do I need to psych myself up for to just keep moving forward or do I need to make a change and just mm -hmm. a different way of dealing with things I guess and that's why yeah. the idea of like you know certain types of mindfulness have never really seem to me like they would be what I need 
all I need to do is just sit down with somebody and have a conversation. I'm usually able to sort things out. But Well, that is a form of mindfulness, knowing that you need that and having that discussion and that reflection afterwards. Um, yeah, I think that's a great process. And it's honestly whatever works for you. Honestly. He has ways of getting his, uh, you're an extrovert, I'm an introvert. So like, if he like COVID was the worst because he couldn't do anything uh, and I could see his stress building yeah, in a way that I'd never seen before because we'd never been in a situation where he could not go see friends. He yeah, couldn't go couldn't listen to music. He couldn't like, out. he yeah. was, I don't want to say like you were struggling, but like at one point I was like, here, here's like, just go buy some wood and build a fence. Like, I feel like you need to do a manly, like get your energy out. Like yeah. I, I could see it happening and I'm a huge introvert. So, and I also had just started taking medication for my anxiety at that point. Okay. And I honestly needed a year to like heal some major burnout from working so hard for 10 years and going through all the stuff with Alex. Like, I don't yeah. think I'd ever given my body time to just chill. And so for me, it was actually very beneficial that I didn't have to make up excuses to not go out to things. I didn't have to leave the house. I did like, it was actually perfect for me. I was yeah. happier than, I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but like I of was course. much happier and dealing with it a lot better than Ben was. Yeah. And yes. so like he needs, and that's really fitting is like, you need to go and talk about it with someone else. And I'm like, I sit there and think about things in my own head because I don't need the to, right the external to, yeah I don't feedback. need the external energy yeah. like muddling the clarity that I can get when I'm just by myself so like we're opposites yeah. those way, that way well you yeah. complement each other very well so it works it's great we do, great. Yep. We yeah. do. he can go to all the shows he wants and I don't get <laughs> mad that I don't go with him I'm just like go I don't yeah. care no every exactly. now and then I'm like I didn't go with you but it's rare it's rare. <laughs> yeah sometimes if it was a really good show yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to get out. I'm an introvert as well, but I do like going out, but very rarely and even less now that I'm a bit older or something. I just have no desire really. And then I have to come home and recharge my batteries for yeah, like a say, long time. I only time. go out when my batteries are recharged enough yeah. that I can handle the going out, which the recharge happens a lot quicker now that my anxiety is under control. Yeah. I'm not in burnout anymore. Like it does... I can actually socialize even a few nights a week. Like this is like a whole new Ashley Ben had like 13 years into marriage. It was like 10 years in of dealing with like, I don't even know how we did divorce. Honestly, I, (laughs) I don't know how, like I think that regularly. I'm like, I don't know how you're still with me to be honest. Like (laughs) I'm a very frank person. I'll just be like that. Like, yeah. I just think it's the truth. Yeah, but it's I, hard to hear. Yeah, you, you've said that before, but I yeah. see. I knew that I, that I wasn't going anywhere. I just knew that I had to like somehow deal with the way deal with things the way I have to deal with them without pissing her off enough to have her want to <laughs> leave me. To be honest, because where was I, I going to go? I couldn't even leave the house. <laughs> Because like I said, the way I deal with things is I'm not that guy who's going to sit down and have some sensitive conversation. Like, He's really not good no, at that. Okay. Have a frank conversation, and I yep. to say exactly what I'm thinking. I'm not going to sit here and, like, analyze. There are tears from me yeah. every time. Right, right. Every and time. I, and I, and I, you often will catch me saying, like, this isn't what you want to hear, but, like, there's a lot of that. It's just, like, mm. I have to tell you the truth. I'm not going to sit here and and adjust the way I'm going to say something because I'm a 
afraid of. He's not saying it outright mean, but like there is like we are very frank people. Very logical sort of frank way of communicating. It's and it's the way that because to me, if I if I explain something in a way where I'm softening it for your benefit, I'm not getting the benefit and I'm not moving forward because I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm not being true to the way I want to explain something or what I'm right. trying to find out. It's whatever. I, I'm not saying it's right. It's just the way that I yeah. am. Well, clearly, clearly it's yeah. working for you guys. Yeah. So what's one thing about becoming a parent that no one told you, but you wish that someone did before you became a parent? If somebody would have told me, hey, Ben, all those parents that you get annoyed with and eye roll because they can never do anything, Here's a little lesson for you. Doing one thing with a child takes your entire day. There is no like, hey, we're going to do this for like an hour and then we're still got the whole afternoon ahead of us. It's like, no, we're doing one thing today. That's the big thing for today. That's the only thing we're doing today. That's all we can handle. So so then it it maybe would have made me be a little bit more sensitive to those friends being like, Uh, I get it now. Like they're, they're exhausted because they just went through something yesterday with their kid that took the whole day and took everything out of them and they're not ready to go back at it again today. Yeah. So that's why they don't want to come out to your gathering or you you know, that's why you don't see your parent friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you you as a single person, you're like, come on, you're free today. You know, I laugh at all the young people now and they're like, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. And I was like, you don't even get it. But like, I didn't either. Like I think I say regularly, like, what did we do with all of our time? Like, like I know if I were to go back and look at a day in the life of us like when did we used to yeah, eat dinner like did be, we just eat dinner when we wanted to right like, now with like all I accomplished yeah right like <laughs> that's the part that you could not explain it in any way that I yeah. would have understood it's so in one word if you can answer this in one word what does being a mindful parent mean to you to me honestly it means regulation of like my own emotions okay i can like help regulate alex's emotions to me that's what i struggle the most with and what i have to be aware of all the Mm. time is like like how much of a crappy day i had no matter how mad you know things at work didn't go well so i'm a little bit peeved yeah maybe ben and i are disagreeing on something it's like alex needs me to feel like calm and receptive And so it's like regulating my own shit so I can regulate his. And so how do you regulate yourself now? Me, honestly, it's the, like, it's the alone time. If I don't get alone time, I get a little, like, weekends, like, we, you know, and we're used to a little bit more quiet. When we're around, some of our friends have, like, four kids. I'm like, is it this loud all (laughs) the time? Yeah. So, like, I read. I've gotten back to, like, my reading, which I used to love when I was younger, and then I didn't read for, like, eight years. Right. You you just don't. And so now back to, like, reading, regular books, and, like, Ben will probably at least two or three nights a week, like, you're out working at night or you've gone to an event or something, and I just get the night to, like, watch a show by myself after Alex goes to bed. Like, that for me is the most recharging. Like, I don't need to go do anything special. It's just, like, just let me be by myself. Yep. That's how I recharge. True introvert in the house. Yes, true <laughs> introvert. And no one thinks I am, because in public, I act like an extrovert. Right. As most introverts do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Um, I think, while I was listening to your explanation, Ashley, I was thinking that just, like, presence is probably a good one. 
So when I think about like every single issue as a parent, I just think if you're in the moment and you just like look at what the moment needs, stop thinking about the way things should be or the way some person told you they raised their kids and how perfect their scenario is. You just look at your child and you look at what they need. Do mm. they need to talk this out? Do they need, you know, like the other a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, Alex like threw up because he was sick and and it was a big deal for him because he was never really like thrown that. up. He's, right. he's thrown up when he was a baby, but like he hasn't had. It's been a lot of years. He's always fought it and been yeah. afraid to throw up. And, okay. And I remember at the moment thinking like I can either run and try to get like a bucket or I can just sit here and rub his back and just let, let him, him all over the blankets. <laughs> and I thought to myself like it's probably better that I'm here beside him like yeah. than, than me running into the other room making him feel like I'm worried about the mess. or like, The mess, yeah. Trying to keep it clean and. And, like, that was a little moment where I kind of realized to myself, like, yeah, that's that's a way to, like, be there for him. Just be present. Just, you know, when, uh, when he has really questions nice. about things, being being willing to talk to him as yeah. an adult. He like, asked some interesting questions. He's an inquisitive child. Yeah. And he comes up with some questions where you're just like, how do I, I answer don't know this? how to answer that. And yeah. Instead of saying, like, are you old enough to have that conversation or not? It's like, no, you asked the question. I'm going to answer it. We figure out a way to say it that yep. is appropriate for yep. his age. You know, he's asking some things about sex now. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not going to explain everything, but I'm like, okay, physically, like, this is what happens. And yeah, that's great. Like, you know, it's, yeah, that's, that's been, you know, I, I, I'm I usually have no filter. So when he asks something difficult, I've learned to just like have no reaction. But in my mind, I'm just like, how do I answer? I'm just like, oh, I've learned to say like, oh, so what do you think about that? And it buys me like a minute or two to like <laughs> come up with like, or like, how, that's do you, brilliant. how does that make you feel? And he goes like, oh, well, I felt sad or I felt, cause like, you know, the stuff that they witness now at school, it's a lot different than we were in school. I think the canned response in my house for everything was just like, you don't need to worry about that. And right. I try to catch myself. If I start saying that, I try to catch myself and be like, yeah, that didn't do me any favors. Maybe, well, maybe it did. I mean, I don't know. But all I know is is my dad just saying like, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Or he would just tell me like, blah, 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 because he wanted to get back to watching TV or something. Right. Like, give me a, a kind of dismissive. Hoping I'll, yeah. hoping I'll like drop it and not be more inquisitive um whereas with alex it's more like i'll say don't worry about that and then i'll think to myself and then when we go to bed i'll ask him like hey let's talk about that thing bedtime's always the time to like you know Mm -hmm. he he still has a kind of a bedtime you know i know in a couple years he won't want us doing this anymore so as annoying as annoying as it is we still go up and do like (laughs) That's nice. And like 10 minutes at least of just like chatting. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big fan of like parenting on the spot all the time because I feel like you get I emotional. Am. Well, <laughs> you know, like, like different style. I talk to him. Should I address this right now? It's yeah. like probably not. It's probably better to every, let everybody cool off and then at bedtime mm-hmm. ask him, what did you think about what happened today? Let's talk about it. Yeah. And Ben, and that maybe seems he's like that's time to think about it too. You know, maybe he's yeah. had time himself to. Because like what you hope is that he'll th- work it out himself. Like he'll realize that what he did was wrong, and then right. he'll come up with. And sometimes he'll say like, "Yeah, I wasn't very nice, or I shouldn't do that. That probably made you feel bad." And that's when you're like, "Oh, by letting him actually Re- think about it, reflect, yeah." I don't have to tell him what to do. You know. He knows when he does things wrong. Yeah, he know, he like usually he already feels himself so bad most of the time. Uh, about it. Yeah. Very like, sensitive, empathetic. He is, That's and nice. I worry, like he, 
I see traits like he, you know, we've had some anxiety issues with him the last year that have been difficult for me to see because I mm-hmm. don't want him to go through what I went through. So, right. it, but it also is very healing for me because I, for years, you know, you go to counseling. Why do you think you are the way you are? Why do you think you're anxious? I'm just like, mm. well, if I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be here. You know, like, oh, let's, let me check it off. I'm a perfectionist. I'm self-aware. I'm a high achiever. I'm the oldest child. I'm the care, help caretake for my parents. Like, let me list off the reasons why I know I have anxiety. Yeah. And talking about it isn't necessarily helping, but he's, his personality is similar to mine. Okay. And it's really interesting to see, like, we've never pushed him. Like, we're not, the, we're not like, you're in an activity every night, and you're, like, taking all these lessons. We've been the opposite, if anything, and, like, yeah. really done, and, like, almost need to do a little bit more. And so, like, it's not that, but, like, he still is a little bit of, of a perfectionist. He still has anxiety, even though we've never pushed him to do, like, he mm. still gets stage fright. It's like right. nobody taught him to have stage fright. He's just, that's just the way he is. Yeah, and so seeing it's his personality. Him and yeah. being like, that's just the way he is, it's actually been easier for me to say, it's just the way I am. It doesn't matter oh, how I got so here. Interesting. This is how I'm feeling. And let me try to stop fixing why I think I got here and let me just deal with it in the moment. That's yeah. actually been very freeing and very healing for me, as hard as it is to see him mm-hmm. go through, you know, his big feelings sometimes. Well, I mean, it sounds like you both have a lot of tools uh, in your toolbox, so to speak, to help Alex deal with with what he's, you know, what he has to deal with in his daily life at school, which, you know, all the kids kind of seems like they have to deal with a lot these days. Mm So uh, I'm sure he'll be in a good place. And it sounds like there's a lot of talking and a lot of one on one time, which is really, really beautiful. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of similarities with the way that we raise Ella, which is really nice. And she's super sensitive, too. So I completely relate. And she's 16 now and um, just dealing with a whole other it's just phases so right weird. all the phases and now the we're in a different phase the same it's just a different different type of stress exactly Believe me, there's a lots of screen time before we give anyone the indication that we have our shit no, together we, we not, do not <laughs> we do not no. and there is a lot screen time is a coping mechanism absolutely no. for all of us you know we wish we could be better that way but you know what you do the best sometimes you just need a little break yeah exactly hey. I need some Candy Crush, you know? I'm on, like, a level 1140. Like, I'm... I, I remind people all the time. I'm like, people say, oh, yeah, screen... and I'm not saying screen time is a good thing, but the idea that it's, like, changed somehow, I'm like, when I was growing up, both my parents had owned video stores at different times, so I took home movies every night. I watched probably three movies every single night in my and life. not necessarily age-appropriate movies. Right, and then, right. And then I played video games until I passed out every night on top of all that. So, I mean, right. the amount of screen time I got, it just wasn't a device, but it was like... It was know, different. Screen time's been around for a long time. Yeah. So Yeah, it really has. I think you yep. have to get to the point of, like, what, how are you using it, and are you using it in any way to better enrich yourself, or are you just using it as a way to tune out and be a zombie? Yes. Or, or to do destructive things, you know? Right. So, well, yeah, obviously the destructive piece isn't, yeah, you, there has to be a balance. Yeah. They're, they're here to stay. I so don't think so. And if they don't become comfortable with it, them. they're not going to have a future in various many, many jobs. So right. they have to use it. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it's such a, it's a, it, yeah, it's an interesting place, parenting and 
2023. It's <laughs> it really is. And we're but all, yet it's the same. It's the same, but yet it's there's and we're all things just that doing our best. best. We're all just we're all doing just, our best. We're all just absolutely yep. through the day. <laughs> well, Ashley and Ben, it's been so wonderful to talk to you both. Thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your journey with Alex from you know, the time in the hospital and Ronald McDonald house and all of your uh, different parenting strategies. You guys are so different in your strategies, but obviously complement each other, each other perfectly. And um, I know you're doing a great job. So thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having us.